Hello everybody and welcome to the Leaf Flag, the aftermatch podcast for the LFC Red Poets. Tonight we look back at yesterday's first legitimate Premier League defeat of the season for Liverpool, who went down 3-1 at the at, at the Emirates to Arsenal. And I'm joined tonight by Tom Keegan and Ben Ken Jr. I'm your host Les Lawson and apologies for Pete Warburton who's got the dreaded flu and cough bug. So, Tom, um, rumours started circulating on on Saturday evening that Sir Bosley I haven't travelled with the squad um, and those rumours were, were confirmed, you know, when when the team was announced. And, of, of course, and before we move on, I think we all like to send our condolences to Conor Bradley and his family on the sad loss of his father, age 58, so you'll never walk alone, Connor. We're all thinking of you. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, Connor Bradley, you know, from the team that played so well against Chelsea, wasn't available. So, what did you make of the team, Tom, when it when it actually dropped around half past three? I think you know, as you as you said, and the, the other story was Nunes, wasn't he? He had a yeah. foot injury, and he was he was very unlikely to to start the game. So I think yeah, we we went in with with this this hyper confidence going in on a on a real high after the Chelsea results, and like it it wasn't like a low because you still think like well if Liverpool turn up we've got more than enough there to be able to you know like to get something else. So when I looked at the team, although we were you were a bit disappointed like it seems to be like a two steps forward and then four steps back, you know like we're losing support. Supposedly, and Connor Bradley and Nunes was a massive blow like Les. So you're a little bit you're a little bit down before the kickoff really, before they even started. And what did you make of it? Because there was, you know, we had a similar situation in the cup, didn't we? Whereas on the day of the game, you know, Virgil pulled out when he had, you know, a flu bug, um, and was ill. So you know, it's it's not as a, a you know, we'd faced, hadn't faced this situation before, but it possibly, you know, I mean, hindsight's wonderful, but maybe it was just a game too far with the with the depleted squad, but we didn't know that at the time. So, what did you make of the team when you when you seen it? I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a depleted squad. The team looked all right, and I think that's about it. It looked all right. Um, obviously, Sabozlai and Nunes being out was massive. And to be fair, I'll throw Conor Bradley in as well. Like I said on the show mm-hmm. the other day, he's been the best player for the club in the, in every game he's played. So he was a big loss. Um, and obviously, Trent came in, and I still don't think he looks match fit. Um, so and Gravenberg was the other one who, to me, isn't up to speed to be a Liverpool player yet. Um, so when you factor in the amount of changes. And the the amount of games that we've had of late, I think it was probably one game um, too much. And sometimes you just got to hold your hands up and say, you're playing a good team away from home. Um, it's always going to be difficult. And if you haven't got your first choice, strongest team out there, it's an iron impossible task. And um, that's how it, how it ended up being, wasn't it? Yeah, Tom, it was a, a really... Slow start by Liverpool and yet another quick start by Arsenal. And they continued to push us back. And once again, it reminded me very much of the FA Cup game where they were they were sort of threatening but weren't really working, Ali, if you see what I mean. Um, so, yeah, so a slow start. So, so what did you make of it? And we were, you know, like it... it that's been the thing that's not been on view for the last couple of weeks, hasn't it? You know, we've started well and we've been upbeat and we've been we've looked as if we're going to, you know, like drive teams forward and we, we look full of confidence. We looked. I don't know. I think Ben made a good point there. I think. I think when you look at like, I think we. I, I tweeted you at during the game and and said like, you felt like the the problem for us was that. There was too many players, top players, who were who were off just off the game, and too many players in the team who were short of match fitness, and that's 
that's I think that reflected how we started off. I think yeah, and we weren't decisive. We weren't even since we, you know, like he he got skinned and or he got moved face face forward in the first couple of minutes, and you're thinking, well, you know. Is it going to be one of them days where you know we're going to be we're going to be stretched from the way go? But they always seem it doesn't matter. I don't. Do you know like where what Ben was saying before about that? Sometimes you got to say that they're a good side and they are a good side. And but you know what? All the time I I look at Arsenal, I think to myself, I I think Liverpool. Have underperformed against them in every game this season by by our own standards, you know. Like, and I think I, I, I think yesterday with the fast start and the, and the, the desire to get it to you know like to to close the gap, I think that that showed with the way we started the game really. Yeah, I mean, I I think that for me, Ben, we didn't quite get the press right. Right from foot, right from the forwards, through to the midfield, and even at the back, because their goal come because we didn't get the press right, and because we Virgil come out, I think, and then they played the ball through the gap, which is where Havertz got the run on goal, and Ali, to be fair, made a really good save, but the ball just bounced to to Saka, and when I when I first seen it. I thought it was possibly offside, but we never really got to see it again. So we only really seen it the once, and I couldn't tell. So I'm just assuming that you know everything was okay, but it was David Kutu who was on VAR, so I did have my suspicions. But you know, they just they just carved us open that at that one point, didn't they? And 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 deservedly took the lead at that point. You'd have to say. Yeah, I mean, we didn't start the game <clears throat> well at all. I know we had, I think it was about 30 seconds in when we had a very half chance with Jota and he just slightly miscontrolled it. And if he would have controlled it, he was in. Um, but then after that, we didn't really do anything. And I, I can't work out if the game plan from us was to try and soak up pressure and try to hit them on the break. And, you know, it, it probably was that, but we just didn't, we didn't implement anything well. And like I said earlier about Trent looking off, he did look off the pace yes, yesterday, but he wasn't the only one far from it. Um, he just didn't look up to his normal game, um, even when he was on the ball. I don't think he distributed it particularly well. Um and Virgil had, well, he did have his worst game of the season, didn't he? He held his hands up at the end. Um, and, you know, he's got enough credit in the bank to have a few of them. And hopefully that's the only one that we see. Um, but I just thought the whole team, I think you're right. I think the whole team just didn't play as a team. Like When you look back at the game on Wednesday against Chelsea, that was the perfect performance of how to press a team. And yet, yesterday, it was the total opposite. Um, you you had examples of players going on their own or and just being isolated, and there's no point doing that. And that, that's been like one of the criticisms of Man United this season, that they don't press as a team. And that's exactly what we did yesterday. We just didn't do it. Um, and I think as much as <clears throat> I've been, I wouldn't say overly critical of Nunes, it showed what he brings to the team by not having him there yesterday. And I read a stat today, Liverpool have lost four games this season. And do you know what the consistent factor of those four games is? Yes, Nunes. Any of them. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a Bill Shankly that said, um, you know, defending starts from the front. Um, And that's exactly what we weren't doing yesterday. Um, and it just shows that they did carve us completely wide open for that first goal. And to be fair, it was poor play from Virgil. He was completely in the wrong position. Um, but you're right, Ali did make a good save, but it, it did look offside. Sorry, it did look onside. Like you, I've only seen it back once, but I thought he is on, um, which was unfortunate because I was hoping he was off. But you're right. I mean, it was what Arsenal deserved, even though when I was watching it at the time, I didn't agree with Gary Neville, who was doing my head in again um, with his 
very positive Arsenal commentary and very anti-Liverpool bias. Um, but yeah, I mean, fair play, Arsenal deserved uh, to get that lead. And it's a shame, really, that we couldn't show... Because I, I think we're better... I'm, I'm convinced we're a better team than Arsenal. And I think you're right what Tom said as well. Like, we, we've, we've underperformed against them. Um, every game this season. We should have beat them on Anfield. Um, we shouldn't have got anything yesterday, but we just didn't perform. And it, it's frustrating because our record against the top six teams is diabolical <laughs> this season when you look at it. And Arsenal's is brilliant. And I'm hoping that that doesn't come back to, to cost us at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, you're Arsenal have beat both Liverpool and City at home, haven't they? So, you know, you know, you know, and you know. To be fair, they deserve to win. You know, both of those games. Um, so you you've got to give them that. But there's times Ben, that we've had brilliant records against the top six, and we've still come short. Yeah, yeah no, I know. I'm just hoping, Les, that it isn't ultimately decisive. But you know what I mean. I mean, we've still got we've still got games to play against some of the top six where we can get the. Um, you know, yeah. the points back, for example. You know, Arsenal have lost at Newcastle. And they we lost to West Ham at home the other day. Yeah. Um, so, th- that's what I mean. I don't, Like I said to you, Les, we're a better team than Arsenal. I'm convinced of it. Um, we just didn't show it last night. Yeah. Tommy, Ben's right, isn't he? The, the team looked very, very disjointed to me. Where we had, you know, the, it, you know, as he said, Everything sort of clicked into gear on Wednesday, and we gave you know our best performance of the season. But when you when you look at that, the team that that sort of started yesterday, we were out probably. You know, if you were to say who's the three best players on Wednesday for various reasons, you would have said Connor Bradley, who everybody give man of the match to, yeah. so Bosley I because he was leading the press and give us so much in midfield, and Darwin Nunes. Now, some people give Darwin Nunes, you know, a little bit of stick on Wednesday because, you know, if we're missing the penalty, then the header. But the the overall contribution he made on Wednesday, you know, was a decisive factor in Liverpool winning that game. And to be without all three of those players from your starting lineup when you're playing against, you know, one of the three teams who can win the Premier League this season away from home, it's a massive blow, isn't it? Yeah, I think, I think you know what I, I, I was I was watching the game. With, with, the, the house was full. There was, we had loads of um, yesterday watching it. All, all my lads, our Michael and everybody, you know, like all jammed in. And we're all watching it, and it, it's fascinating when you're watching it and, and and listening to other people, you know, other people's views. And I thought I was sitting there, and, and our Michael was was saying to me all the time, he said, "Well, come back here." And I said, you know what? If we get to, we keep it at one nil for half time. Said to you, said to you, if we keep yeah. it at one nil for half time, we'll reorganise and we'll be better in the second half. And I, one of the things I picked up on, 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 on I thought was was the key what they did well in the first the first 20, 25, 30 minutes was. I always think I say to to everybody about Curtis Jones leads the press and he's a, he's an immaculate press and he keeps possession, but they they played two players on Curtis Jones, and he played Jorginho on him really tight, and he struggled to get to terms with it. Gravenberch never really got into the game, so you lose you losing two. You know, like like a two thirds of your midfield right away, by by Curtis not getting you know like leading the press as he normally does. You've got you've got Eugenio and the other fella picking him up, Odegaard, and then what happened is Gravenberg should have had the space to then to do it, but he didn't do it. So that left McAllister isolated. Do you know what I mean? And 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 that's how they, and I I think that's why Liverpool lost away. For about 25, 20, 25, 30 minutes, we didn't, we couldn't create nothing. We couldn't keep the ball. We, uh, 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 what, what Ben and you said earlier, we, Virgil started to push himself 
from from defence. Trent started to push time, push further into midfield to give a to to give an extra man, and we looked we looked disjointed and out of place. And that's what I was saying. Like we you know like we needed to get to, to half time to restructure and to re, to to change our shape a little bit. And I, I think. That's where I'd give Arsenal credit. I think he he got that part of the game plan right. I think as as you said, had Sabozlaya played in 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 midfield, and then you would have had you could have had even if you didn't have Curtis, you could have had Trent in there. I think we would have been more dynamic in midfield and probably got a, a foothold much quicker rather rather than with Gravenberch, and I think that. That ultimate cost us in, in the first half. And I think that's why we lost our way, Les. And can I just, you know, like a great point that what we did, none of us picked up on. I thought Joe Gomez made a fantastic effort to try and stop Saka's shot on the line there, which, you know, like, you know, yeah. even though Ali had done really well to get it, Joe was unlucky there. He was, he was really close to getting it off the line. You know, like, ifs and buts. But, I don't overall really disappointed. Yeah, so Ben, it was it's a fair point there because as good as the right side was against Chelsea on Wednesday, it was as poor yesterday with you know the way they started with sense Graven Birch and Gakpo down the right. That 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 sort of trio didn't really work, did it? Now it obviously you know Jurgen said afterwards that the Trent wasn't fit enough to, to play the full 90. You know, and to be fair, you know, maybe maybe Jota playing down the right might have been better with Gakpo in the in, in the centre. Um but that that didn't work. But having said that, you know, Gary Neville was just delighted in saying that Liverpool hadn't had the shots on target in the in the first half when you know, Gravenberg probably you know played played a decisive part in the goal we got by playing a ball over the top that Diaz run forward, battled for, and you know did well to win the ball or tussle for the ball, and the ball bounced in off off Gabriel's arm and went over the line, and all, all of a sudden you know you're thinking, wow, after that first half performance, we're going in level, and as Tom said. You know, you're thinking to yourself, right, we can reorganise a little bit here. You know, and come out in the second half, Arsenal. You know, that, that was like a pin going in the balloon for Arsenal. And you just thought, right, you know, if we do the right things here, you know, we can we can get the three points here in the second half. So it was a real Philip going in, wasn't it, for one, one and a half time after that performance? I was convinced at half time we were going to win. <clears throat> Not because of the performance, just because of the circumstance and the time of the goal. Um, <clears throat> it was just a comedy of errors, wasn't it? That um, our equaliser. And if it wouldn't have gone in, do you think he would have given the penalty? Yeah, I think so. I'm but not I, sure, I, I, you know, Tom. Honestly, I just yeah, don't know. Because I, I don't I think it was deliberate. And yeah. his arm was by his side, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure they would have given it. So thank God it went in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was very similar to the. Just interject there a minute, Ben. I thought it was very similar to the handball uh, for Fulham on Wednesday against Everton, yeah. or Tuesday against Everton. Sorry, where the ball bounced off the crossbar and it's Robinson on the arm, and we didn't give a penalty. Yeah. I thought it was very much like that. I mean, let's be honest. Tom, it was David Coote who was on VAR, and oh, if, he yes, give, the thoughts, yeah. if he didn't, if he didn't give one for for uh, Declan Rice playing basketball in the Liverpool area mm. at Anfield, he's not going to give that one, is he? No. You thought. So go on, no. Ben. Sorry. Yeah. So, uh, like a half time, I was made up. Like a again, not because of the performance, because it was it was drab. Um, but like I said earlier, at about. Just after the Arsenal goal, I put it on mute because I just couldn't stand listening to Gary Neville. Honestly, when he gets excited when Liverpool aren't playing well, he's unbearable. And I'd, to be fair, I'm, I'll say the same about Carrier as well. Like I don't think either of them should commentate on Liverpool or United games, and especially like I, I just don't think they can be 
impartial. Um, so, yeah, that was frustrating. But our goal, um, it was, I think, it, to be fair, like I, I don't want to be overly critical on Gravenberg, but I did think it was the only decent thing he did in the half. And fair play to Diaz for not giving up a, a lost cause. Um, so, yeah, we went into half time with an undeserved draw, really. Um, but like I said, I just thought that Jürgen would rally the troops and get them to come out in the second half and say to them, look, you've got off the hook there. You should be 2 or 3 nil. well, say 2 nil down, but it's 1-1. So a clean slate, go out and actually show them that we are Liverpool. And it did happen. Like, we came out and we were the better team for the first, what what do you think, 10 minutes or so. Um, we were, for the the first time in the game, actually controlling that bit. Didn't really create any clear-cut chances, but we were a better, the better team. And I, I was thought, thinking, Ben, to be fair, yeah. I thought we did at the start of the second half. I thought Louis Diaz had two situations where he was clear on the left. Yeah. And didn't make the most of them. Where yeah. you know, he got one, he didn't get his cross in, and the other one, he got his shot blocked because he he mm. waited too long. And I'm I'm sitting there watching it and thinking, <clears throat> go on, Louis, take him on. And I'm thinking yeah. that, and I know it's unfair at times, but I'm I'm sort of thinking, you know, what would Sadio Mane oh, do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean. And I, I I'm exactly the same, and I've I've said it on here, haven't I? Like I do like Diaz, but. The, the difference between him and Mane, it is, it's a lot. It is like Sadio was certainly in my lifetime is in the all-star Liverpool team. Um, so to replace him is always going to be difficult. And like I said, Diaz is a good player, but he's not as productive as Sadio. Um, but yeah, like I said, I mean, the signs in the start of the second half were better. But even then, the... The decisiveness of our play just wasn't there. And I did call for Elliot to come on at half-time um, for Gravenberg because I just thought that he would have been a bit more of a, a link between attack and midfield, which I did think we were missing. Um, there wasn't much cohesion uh, between the front six. and um, Yeah, it was, it was a better second half up until for the first 10, 15 minutes, but it still wasn't great. Yeah, Tom, I mean, Ben's got a point about, you know, Gravenberg, but he wasn't alone in that first half, you know, mm. not being, you know, not not doing much. I mean, you could, you know, you could put a, throw a number of names forward. I mean, you know, can't you remember Trent getting forward a lot? You know, Virgil was, was a little bit off it. You know, Curtis Jones was anonymous. The mm. whole The whole of the front three. Yeah. You know, never really created anything. So I think it's a little bit unfair just to target Gravenberg, really, because I don't think he was any better or any worse than the majority of the team in that first half. So, um, you know, at the start of the second half, I'll ask you about the goal, what you thought of the goal in the second half. Yeah. But at the start of the second half, you know, Jürgen made the tactical tweak, didn't he? He pulled Curtis Jones back in alongside McAllister, and then the way went four two three one, and that seemed to work. We seem to have control of the game, and we're looking the better side at the start of that second half. And as I said to Ben, there, there was the two chances, decent chances, I thought, where Diaz was in. I wouldn't say they were maybe eight out of ten chances, but Diaz was in a decent position, and you, you, you. You were hoping he would have done better. Let, let let me phrase it like that. Yeah, I thought. You know what I think. I think you know what the goal did, Les. I think the goal, although as I said, as we said, like you know, the, in the manner in which he went in was a little bit farcical. But do you know what? What it did, it deflated Arsenal. You could see that it literally drained Arsenal on the pitch. You could see the players, you know, like shrinking. But what it did is it didn't have quiet in the crowd. The, 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 you know, from going in from this euphoria that they've been building up all the way through the game to, you know, like to, to being flat. And then, as you said, and, and I wasn't just picking on Gavin Bates, by the way, I, I accept that there was lots of players, too, too many players 
But you know, like, but I was using an analogy of the midfield when I when I picked out Lavenberch. I, I wouldn't just pick him out individually. Um, I, I think what it done, but as you said, the move by putting Curtis and, and McAllister to get closer together, we then started to get a grip, didn't we, in that first first 10, 15 minutes of the second half. And we did. We looked dangerous. You know, like, and then you're building the head of steam up and you're thinking, well, you know, maybe we didn't we didn't do as well, you know, like with Diaz doing the chances. Of, but I thought there was another instance as well with Jota, with Jota getting into the box and it came, it came to nothing as well, as well. And you're thinking, well, at least the create, then you're thinking, well, we're going to make changes in a minute. You're going to bring Nunes on. You're going to bring Harvey Elliott on. And, you know, like, and then hopefully that'll give us a bit more impetus and, and push us on and, and we'll win the game, you know. But as as, as it happened, that, that after that 10, 10 minute spell or 10 or 15 minute spell, we go, we go and commit Ari Carry with, 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 you know, like, with probably. Yeah. Well, we'll come, on, we'll come yeah. on to that in a minute, Tom. Yeah. Ben, after about, after about 10, 15 minutes of the second half, Jürgen made three substitutions. He took off Trent, Gravenberch and Gakpo and put on Robbo, um, Elliot and Nunes. And like you, I totally agreed with those changes because just prior to, to Trent going off, he totally switched off when Arsenal were attacking and let somebody just run right off him and he wasn't even aware that he was there. And I think it might have been Martinelli and Ibu had to make a decent tackle. Yeah. You know, in the, in the box. You know, when the three substitutes come on and I thought, right, you know, these can, these can sort of give us the impetus now. You know, as the substitutes have done, you know, a lot of times this season they go on and get, get the next goal and really sort of put, the, put a pin in the Arsenal atmosphere. But it didn't actually work and it proved to me really when you were thinking, when you watched the old first Trent, you know, Robber when he come on, and then later on, you know, near the end when Thiago come on, how much, you know, footballers need rhythm, yeah. and how it doesn't take much for them, you know, to, to sort of not be in the side, and they come back, and you think, oh, they've only been out three weeks, but then, you know, Trent was a prime example. If you know his last start for Liverpool before he got injured was Arsenal in the FA Cup, wasn't he? And he was yeah. arguably man of the match that day. He absolutely run the game. You know what I mean? This time, he just looked like he was so short of match fitness in all aspects of his game, both switched on mentally and physically able to impose himself on the game like he used like he like we used to him doing that it you know you we have to realize when players are coming back from injury it's not just a case of right he's fit now you know let's I mean the same might be with Salah you know it could be that Salah might have to start maybe a couple of games on the bench and not just think oh you know Salah's now fit so he starts and yet expect to see the most Salah who's who's pairing and firing on all cylinders. You know what I mean? So it might be a lesson to us all that. I think <clears throat> sometimes we've got to factor in the quality of the opposition as well. Like, Trent always struggles against Martinelli. Martinelli didn't play in the cup. Um, it's no surprise. Like, Trent's obviously a brilliant player. Um, but Martinelli has caused him a lot of problems in the past and he did yesterday and you're right about him switching off from time to time yesterday he did do that and I'm I'm hoping that that was to do more with lack of match fitness um, but <sighs> we did have a few players yesterday I think we can go back to the Chelsea game when Jürgen made four subs and the only time in that game where we didn't really control it for five ten minutes it was after those subs because the the rhythm of the team changed um, because, well, four four lads came on. Uh, 40% of the outfield players changed, so it's a lot to, for the team to handle. 
And I am wary when we do make these large number substitutions. Like even yesterday, three of them, it does take time to get into the game. And I would be skeptical to bring on more than two at once, to be honest, because I think it disrupts the rhythm of the team too much. Um, but I, I thought, for the most part, the players that came on did relatively well. I thought Elliot did okay when he came on. I thought Robbo looked decent when he came on as well. Um, and who was the other one? Nunes. Nunes, yeah. And he, he did all right as well. He, he had one decent chance where he created himself and he should have crossed it really and just put his foot through it. Um, wasn't particularly impressed with Thiago when he came on. He looked absolutely miles off it. Um, but I, like I said, I think sometimes you just need to say we're playing away to one of the best teams in the country. That was comfortably our toughest game, away game anyway, of the season left. Um, and unfortunately, we were decimated by um, circumstance. I mean, like I said, just to throw my um, feelings to Connor Bradley. Uh, that must be heartbreaking what that poor lad's gone through there. Hope that he's uh, back on his feet soon, but hopefully he can take as much time as he wants because that's heartbreaking for him now. Um, but yeah, I think Sabozlai was a big miss as well. Um, you don't notice what he brings to the team really because obviously he had the start that he had and he was running the game from midfield and I think we sort of got used to the amount of running that he does and pressing so when he's not in the team you do miss that um, and I think that was the case yesterday I thought the midfield looked completely overran um, with Dominic in the team might not have been the case we'll never know but I think we would have stood more of a chance Um but yeah, I mean, I think Trent probably needs a few games to get back into rhythm. Thankfully, our fixture list in the next few games looks a little bit kinder. Um, you know, we've got Burnley at home in front of a potentially biggest ever crowd at Anfield in the for a league game, um, which will be exciting. Um, so hopefully he can use that game to get back into match rhythm and match speed. Um but he's not the only one. I think there's a couple of us. I wouldn't be surprised if Andy Robbo gets gets that as well to try and get his rhythm back um, with Joe Gomez and centre-half with Ibu being out. I'm sure we'll talk about that later. Yeah. So, Tom, you, you, then, you, you touched on it before when you said that, you know, things were going well. We made the substitutions and Ben Wright, Ben's right, you know, they did take a little bit of time to sort of get into the pace of the game. And then, you know, what happened, happened. And, you know, you you can see, you can see, you can sort of see it in your head because because you're only watching on the telly, you can't see where Ali's position is. So you can't judge whether Virgil should be trying to knock it back to him or or just clearing it. But there's an old adage, isn't it? If, if in doubt, it's it out. You know what I mean? And and you don't let the ball bounce. You know, when you defended it, you attacked the ball. And Virgil did did neither. He, he sort of tried to to shield the ball for Ali. And then Ali took his eye off the ball, I think, because he could see a collision coming between him and Virgil. And he didn't want that to happen. Completely missed it. And, you know, Martinelli had a, a, an open goal to put it in. There was a push on Virgil, and you know some might say Virgil was too honest in not going to the ground after he was pushed. Um, but that's another story. But yeah, you wouldn't expect Virgil and Ali to get in a, you know, in a muddle like that. And Virgil held his, held his hands up, didn't he? And apologised to Ali right away. Gary Neville was delighted. Um, you know, but. Just one of those things. Let's hope that's their, that's their one mistake for the rest of the season, Tom. Yeah, as Ben said before, I think he, he, both of them have got more than enough in the bank to, to, to you know like to forgive them for what happened yesterday. But I think it. Our, one our Kevin was watching the game with us yesterday, and, we, and as I said, the house was full, and he said to me, "Do you know what, Dad? It's, it's basic. You know, like it's basic football mistakes." Like, 
it's based it's basic it's basic mistakes. He said that's the balls coming over. He, he he said he got caught in two minds. Virgil and he doesn't get caught very often like that. He, he, he neither went for it or or he didn't sort of show any sort of commitments and as or, or you know like he was waiting for Ali to come and see take it. But as you said, Ali come out and then he's caught in no man's land then because then as you said, he collides with Virgil because Martinelli, to be to be fair to if Virgil had gone down, who knows what might have happened. As you said, Coote was in the VAR, so I'm not so sure. But Martinelli was, was, was clever there. He pushed Van Dijk to even closer to Ali. So it made it, it, made it even more that, that Ali couldn't smash into him because he, he wasn't going to take the two in the mouth. And then, as it said, it, it turned out to be a farce of a goal. And then, you know, like, you just, you just, it, it just, it's like a kick in the teeth, isn't it, really? It's at that moment. You, you just think, yeah. we've pulled, we've, we've got ourselves back into the, ga- into the game. We've made substitutions to change the game. And we've surrendered, you know, to, a, to the softest. It reminded me, do you remember when we played them ages ago? I don't know if it was in the cup, and it was well, it was during the lockdown. I think when there was nobody in the crowd, yeah. And the, Virgil and, and Ali done something similar, you know, in the cup competition and left it with an open goal, you know, like. And it was just one of them things. It's as you said, it happens in football, and we we have to take it on the chin. Some things have gone our way this season. Some things have gone against have gone against us. That's just one of them things. But like you still thought, well, you know what, we might be able to dig a drawer out of this at least, you know. And then I'll let you go on to all the bad Anthony Taylor now. Yeah, so so Ben, no, you can let me know how you saw that the Ali Virgil era, and then you know you're still thinking, well, come on, lads, you know we've shown great character before. Yo, the mentality monsters have been back this season. Let's go and get an equaliser. And then not long after, Anthony Taylor makes two decisions. The first one is to give Ibu a second yellow card. So we're down to 10 men. And then a few minutes later, Gabriel yo, does the same to Nunes. And Nunes gets a yellow card for protesting. You know what I mean? And it just shows you, doesn't it, the inconsistencies of of referees where it's the same. It's virtually the same. And I don't think he even got a foul for the one on on Nunes, which is why no. Nunes went no. mad, mad. Nunes didn't go mad because Gabriel didn't get booked. Nunes went mad because Taylor didn't even see it as a foul where he's seen the, uh, the Ibu one as a second yellow card. Yo, this is a guy who supposedly... Uh, you know, the, one of the top two referees in the country. I'm surprised you. <clears throat> I'm surprised you couldn't hear me um, all the way wherever you were to to phone because, honest to God, um, to- I think I I think I skipped. Well, I did scare my kids half to death um, and introduce them to some words that they probably shouldn't be uh, hearing when they're five and six years old. Um, but it's just it's farcical. Like I mean, I've got no. Like Ibu deserved to be sent off. You can't argue with it. He was naive. You know, it was two yellows. But if you're going to do that, you need to be consistent. Like, and I just don't understand if anything. Like Gabriel's second booking. Sorry, second foul. Not no <laughs> second incident that wasn't even a foul. Um, was what was, if not equal, if not worse, like and ah, Nunes it won't react like that for nothing. Like you can always tell when a player is agitated or when he's faking it, and you only have to look at Bruno Fernandes at United to to know that he's like play acting all the time for like doing his hissy fits. Nunes isn't like that. He certainly isn't now. Like, I mean, you could tell that he was genuinely aggravated by it. Um, and the referee must have some common sense to look at it and think, 
hang on a minute, why is he reacting that way? Like, I mean, he's human. Like, I, I could not understand what was going on, not even to get the foul. If he would have given the foul and said no yellow card, you'd be annoyed. But you'd think, oh, at least there must be something. Like, he, he must have thought it was just, you know, a coming together kind of thing, like Ibu in the derby kind of thing. Um, but, oh, crazy. But, yeah, referees, is there any good ones? No, there isn't. Like, none of them are any good. You've got that Geordie lad, um, who is it? Um, Michael oh, Oliver. He might be the best of them. I don't know. Like, I... I've had this debate numerous times when people say, "Oh, he's he's the referee today." Like we're in, we're not gonna get much luck out of him. I'm just of that opinion of them all. Like I just think they're all garbage. Like I can't remember the last time a referee came to Anfield and thought that's a decent display. Like it just doesn't happen anymore. And it's not just at Anfield; it's just anywhere. Um, so yeah, like the the referee was was crap yesterday, but like again, it just doesn't surprise me anymore. And VAR just does not help them. And I know that VAR can't do anything about it with yellow cards, but it's just madness that there's the technology there. Like you know that that could have been Nunez's yellow card for a suspension, and there's nothing you can do yeah. about it. Like it's just ridiculous. Um, but. I mean, look, that isn't the reason why we lost the game yesterday. We could have, if Gabriel was sent off, we might have come back. I think it would have been ultimately harsh on Arsenal if they wouldn't have won it yesterday. Um, And there has been times this season when we've, you know, rode our luck a little bit. Yesterday wasn't one of those games at all. Um, And I think this is why Jürgen is such a good manager. He's got to galvanise them now and I've got no doubt that he will Tom um, then you know we're down to we're down to 10 men and you have the you have the spectacle of of um, Diaz playing right back yeah. and, and uh, Thiago who's just come on for Joe Gomez prior to the centre off playing centre off alongside Virgil uh, on the left side of the centre Central defence, and not long after, Yodi made the 3 1, with it, which again, you know, the old double act of Virgil and Ali, you know, a shot that took a nick off Virgil and he tried to block it, mm-hmm. and it went through Ali's legs. And you just thought, well, you know, that just sums up our day. Probably as well, as well, probably uh, just before that as well, probably one of the worst passes you'll ever see Thiago making oh, his yeah. life. Yeah. You know, like, Jesus. <laughs> He passed. He 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 passed it. We're probably within not about twenty yards of a Liverpool player, straight to an Arsenal player. It was farcical, wasn't it? Yeah. Which is like, which at that probably at that moment in time just summed up the game really. For as you say, a slight deflection to go through Virgil's legs, which from Virgil off Virgil through Ali's legs, which you just that by that stage you're just thinking. But I'm like I'm like you. I couldn't get my head around the the one with with with, with Taylor. You know what I mean? But what what made it worse for me is that he had a good look at it, didn't he? He wasn't as if like he was miles away. He actually seen him wrestling him yeah. to the floor. Do you know? Like it's it's like not like you can say. Well, you know, I didn't get a clear view. He, he, he was doing it sort of. Were out of sight and I, I couldn't really get a look. He actually got a good, he actually got a good look and judged it to be a fair, a, a, a fair tackle. And as, as I think it was Ben said before, like for the, exactly the same thing the Canati had done. It's like, but I'm not going to blame, I'm not going to blame Taylor. He, he just, he, that's just, that's just so, the thing. It just it was one of them just, days. Just come back here and something and I totally agree with what you say. But as Ben points out before, you know, with Nunes, that could have that booking could have took Nunes, you know, to a suspension. It well, did. It's number the, seven, isn't it? No, but it's, number... it's, it's ten now. Yeah, it's well, even so, it, yeah, it's yeah, seven. Yeah, the point I'm going to make is that you know we've now lost the boo for the game this weekend. Now it's possibly a game where where Jurgen might have looked at it and thought, right, it's Burnley at home. I'm going to play Kwanzaa. Or I'm going to play Gomez a centre half and bring back Robbo, right? But the point is that Arsenal now, 
because he didn't give Gabriel that second yellow card. Yeah. Haven't got a defensive crisis now when they're playing away at, at West Ham. Yeah. Because, you know, Gabriel can now play. Whereas if he'd have got the second yellow card, he wouldn't have been able to. So it's, yeah. it's things like that that impact as well. You yeah. know what I mean? So, you know, just for consistency comes in and plays a part. As yeah, it just it's the frustration, as you say, it's the frustration. But I was fuming after that, like for the rest of the night, I had a terrible cob on, and I was thinking I was grumpy and moaning all night, and like I'm thinking to myself, well, put it into perspective. You, you know, like you put it into perspective, and then that the, all the lads are phoning me saying, oh, you know, like it's the problem with this is football. He said, because it's Manchester City, they cheated. And like they've ruined and killed football, you know, like they've they've killed competitiveness of football because they're not getting done, and and you know, like and so everyone's they're losing at the moment, Tom. I know. I've just let's just 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 made a made a sound. It's one mil, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long's gone? Oh, Only half an hour. enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah, I might as well enjoy it. Before I go to bed, yeah. I, I, I'm gutted I found out. I forgot they were playing. Yeah. But anyhow, it's just... But I think it just sums up, doesn't it? But as, as I said, I, I said to the lads afterwards, and our, Kevin's, our, our Kevin said to me, um, he gave me... And I'm just, I was just having a little look. He sends me, he says, you know, like, what you know is that City, like, once they get into this position, they never drop... I'll have to find this. He says he... Never drop points when you get into this position on the on this run that they go in, you know, at this time of the season. And then somebody sent me this morning and was having a little chat to me and sent me the, the fixtures. Something that you alluded to there before, Ben. We've got Burnley, then Burnley at home, we've got Brentford away, we've got Luton at home, we've got Forest away, we've got Manchester City at, at home, we've got Everton away, we've got Brighton, we've got Brighton away. Away, at home, at home, and Sheffield United at home. So, like, all of a sudden, you know, that run of games, you're looking at that and you can say, Do you know what? We owe Manchester City one at Anfield. Mm. And to to be honest, though, Tom, I don't know about you, but I hate looking at the fixture list like that. Yeah, I, usually, I usually don't do it, Ben, and I oh. don't, I don't look at points yeah. and everything. But the thing I was making, the point I was making was then somebody then sends me a message. Somebody dead sends me a message and, and it and it's what's it called, you know, and I, and I, I, I checked it at later on. And someone has put we can dispel the myth. We can dispel the myth. Where is it? I'm just we can dispel the myth of of, of oh God, it's gone yeah. We can dispel the myth that City win every game on, on the running. In the last five years, since match day 22, they've dropped three points, 14 points, 12 points, 11 points, and 10 points in the running. So, How many of it, them after they've won the league, though? But, but like, it, it's the point is that they mm. do drop points along oh, yeah, the way. Yeah, they do, and to be fair... So, like, it's not like, it's not like well, gloom and doom, like, we've, we've lost the game. Got it. The, the thing is, you've just got to take it game by game. Yeah. It's no good yeah. saying... They won't, or they will, or we won't, and they will. Yeah. You've just got to take it game by game, and that's and what we'll do, Les. And hope that you know that you know we we're now in a favour on the fixtures where our players are now coming back. You know, and we can, um, you know, we can start picking up the wins and gain momentum again. I mean, as I said to somebody this morning, I said the thing is, is that uh, yesterday I think we had you know sixteen games to go. You ain't gonna win all sixteen. You no. know what I mean. And now that we've lost one, maybe we can go and win eight or nine or ten on the bounce. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's what happens when you go if you're gonna win the league. You, you start on runs like that. So let's hope that we can start on Saturday against Burnley, get the win, and start getting some momentum yeah. again yeah. in our, in our win. So I'm gonna to come to you now and ask you a very difficult question. <laughs> And I think we'll start with you, Ben. Who is your player of the match? Ooh. Oh, Christ. Um told you it was a difficult question, didn't it? I mean, on Wednesday, we were struggling, weren't we? Because mm. there was that many. We're struggling now, aren't we, for different reasons. 
I know. Uh, I, I, I've got mine ready, but right. I so mine was. Um, but go on. Let's just see if, if, if what everybody else's is. I'm struggling to pick a standout. I think McAllister did okay. Um. So. Yeah, I'm probably going to give it to him. Okay, Tom. I did, I thought Canati had had a good game. You know, like overall, until he got sent off. I thought McAllister did all right. I think he looked better in the second half. He was a bit isolated in the first. And you know what? Joe Gomez didn't do anything wrong all game. You know, like so. Probably out of out of the out of the three. I'll go with, with with Gomez probably. Yeah, I'm going with McAllister. I thought he was the only one who kept things moving. Was the best, you know. Where does you know we were saying that that on Wednesday most were eight, eight, eight and a half, nines out of ten. I think yesterday they were fours, fives, and maybe five yeah. and a half, six for your man of the match. So yeah, exactly. So for me, yeah. it was Alexis McAllister who was our our best player yesterday. Yeah. Just quickly, it was a good win for the the youth team, Tom, in the in the in the in the FA Youth Cup again um, against Fulham. They won three nil uh, with goals goals again from Dan's Kumas and Morrison. They were very disappointing in the first half. Mm. In fact, the first half performance was very much like Liverpool's first half performance against Arsenal, and they were lucky not to be three or four down at half time. And the goalkeeper, Monsieur, who he signed from, from Hull City, kept him in the game, really, and some bad misses from Fulham. And in the second half, it was a completely different team. And you couldn't wish to see three better goals. So I know you probably didn't see the game, but I watched it because it was live on LFC TV. And the goals from from Morrison and the um, the header from Kumas and the other lad, the big lad, Danz, he scored for about 40 yards. Goal so special him, Leslie. And um, yeah, it was a hell of a finish. But it's... yeah, so they're into the, I think they're into the quarterfinals now and they possibly play Sheffield United, I think. So there's some, so there's some good players. I'm saying that. Yeah, they've got, yeah. They've got some good players. That Danz looks a tidy player, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a big some, lad as well. Scores some great goals. He seems to be like, he seems to be quite pro- prolific, doesn't he? And you know yeah. why? Again, it's you're looking at that group of players. That there's there's some bright, bright, bright kids in there, isn't there? Yeah. You wonder, you you wonder now that with with Jürgen, you know, like we're gonna go whether we'll still see the kids bursting through, like whoever comes in, you know, like you yeah. know. Like, I do hope I do hope so because do you know what we've got some cracking kids there. He's fostered a great thing, yo, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, with with the kids, and like, and he's also give them, you know, like a root and saying, look, if you're good enough, and you, and you work hard enough, and and you, and you've got the ability, there's a way we will give you a chance. You know, like, and I, I think that's a good thing. You know, I hope we get. I do hope whoever comes in. Follows in Jürgen's footsteps and, and and builds on the youth that we've got, you know. And well done to the youth team. I think it's fantastic, Les. Yeah. I think they will, you know, Tom. Like I think it's going to be I'm like so one bad. of the things that the club are whenever they're interviewing now. I think because of the way the club's set up and the conveyor belt of talent that's coming through, I think it's imperative. Like whoever comes in now has mm. got to start, you know, looking at it. Like I mean, Alonso's the front runner, isn't he? And if you look yeah. what he's done at Leverkusen, I think he's brought through a few of them there. Um, so I think whoever comes in, they'd be daft not to. Yeah. Uh, I hope it's sorted quick, though, Les. It might I mean, be some, but don't yeah. forget. Don't they're forget. not going to do it for Jürgen, are they? They're not going to no. announce nothing for Jürgen while Jürgen's... But not only that. I think it'll be announced before the end of the season. It might be, but you don't want him... It won't be announced too early because you don't want to disrupt no. the club where... Where the other managers after you? So if it yeah. was Alonso, for example, Leverkusen you know, the, the the running for the team he's at now, Leverkusen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know because the players could switch off. So but Guardiola you know, was announced, wasn't he, when he was at Bayern Munich? He was yeah. wasn't he announced to go to City. But then like where that, Pellegrini was still there. 
Yeah, but I think that I don't think I'm not sure whether City won the league that season. He might have done. No, but no, they didn't they, win the league before Guardiola came in. Yeah, so that could have derailed them because no. all of a sudden, your Pellegrini lost his. But but for Manchester City to announce Guardiola, mm. yo, that's them. That's them. You know, it's it's wonder they didn't go on an open top tour of the city, wasn't it? You know what I mean? Mm. Because he was the flagship manager they always wanted. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So quickly before we finish, Tom, um, we have Burnley on Saturday. Endo will be back. Um, you know he's back in in training today at the AXA. Um, you know we won't have Ibu. Hopefully, you know the likes of Robbo and Trent will have an extra week's training. Hopefully, we'll get some good news. You know, supposedly I. So it's a bit early to ask you what you think the team will be. Yeah. Um, but just, just I think I think all we'll ask for is. Is a really good win on Saturday to get the to get us back on track. I think that's the that's the least the, the least they'll do. I think especially after what happened. I think Sabozlai will be less because I think it was an illness, wasn't it? Rather than any. He said he had he said he had soreness in his leg where he had his hamstring. Oh, I oh, really? He yeah. said he had an illness. Yeah. No, no, that was the first rumor that went around. But then yeah. Jürgen said before the game that that he felt some soreness in his in his leg. Now the hoping it was just a little bit of fatigue, yeah. you know, after the game on on Wednesday because he trained on he trained on Friday and then so he just he said it didn't it wasn't like a pull it was just a little bit sore so he mm. needed to assess it so it could have been a little bit of tiredness after yeah. it being so long so we'll just have to wait and see you know in yeah. the uh, in the weeks. Uh, in the week, well, as, you, as you said, with 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 Trent being back and Rob will, will be better for the for, for the four thirty or forty minutes that he, that he had a run out. I think Trent will be will be better for the for the time that he had on the pitch, even though. And I think you know, like as you say, Conzer will come in and do a job. I don't think he'll let, let anyone down. I, I don't know if Connor Bradley will be 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 allowed to play, although. You, you never know. They give they give him the option, didn't he? They give him yeah. sent him home to review his yeah. family. Yeah. So um, I I don't know whether they they probably he, the lad himself might want to come back midweek mm. and have yeah. a have, you know like he, he might want to just like take his mind off it, mightn't he? Like I mean, people to, deal with these things and different things, and yeah. um, I wouldn't be surprised with him being quite young if he wants to just play football to take his mind off it but you just don't know do you and as you say Endo is a, is a bonus because even now if push comes to shove you can push him you can push Macha further forward so like yeah. that in itself I don't know how close Mo is I know he was running the other day yeah. I don't think we should risk him against Burnley no I don't think he will but like um... that's where he said they originally estimated he would be back for wasn't it Burnley Mm-hmm. But I think at the at the best he could be on the bench and maybe yeah. get you know twenty minutes. But Jeez, then, he doesn't get injured very often, unless does he? And no. when he when he gets no. injured, he usually comes back pretty quick. Yeah. I remember having him having an ankle injury once before. He was only out for about two games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but to be fair, like Mo Salah's probably looking at it and thinking, I could get a hat trick against these. Yeah, yeah. probably, probably he probably could. Yeah, yeah that's stuff again. We're talking about rhythm again here, mm. and Mo, Mo's only played that that one game and a bit in the Afcon. Mm. You know when he, got, when he got injured for four weeks, so he's not going to come back. You know, like the Mo Salah, you know, in 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 full in full flow, so to speak. So yeah, Ben, mm. just before we finish, it'll be you know it's, it's important, isn't it? We get we get back on track on Saturday. You know, put in a a performance and not just think it's only Burnley. You know, everybody who goes to that match, you know, no matter where you are in the stadium, has got to treat that game as a, as a as a must win game. You know, and get right behind the team. Yeah, hundred percent. And not just that. Like, I mean, it is the you know closing of the curtains, isn't it for for Jürgen? Like, you know, it is his farewell tour now. So, um, like it, like I said earlier as well. This will be, or has got the potential to be, subject to them selling the tickets, which I'm sure they will. Anfield's biggest ever crowd for a league game. Um, yeah. So, 
you know, I always remember the game when the main stand opened against Leicester and we beat them 4-1 and they were the reigning champions at the time. And that was a good atmosphere. Um, so I'm hopeful um, that the atmosphere will be decent. Not sure it will be, but you can always be the optimist, can't you? But yeah, you're right. I mean, it is Burnley. They are the worst team in, in the league, but we still need to beat them. Um, and I'm sure if we get a nice early goal, it will be a comfortable game. Um, but we need to prove it again. We need to get back into the rhythm. We need to win the game. I don't care. I'd take a scrappy 1-0 right now. I'm, all I want is for us to be still top of the league at the end of the weekend. Yeah. And on that note, Tom, I think it's a good place to end this edition of the LFC Late Flag Red Powers podcast. So thanks to Ben and Tom for joining me tonight. And as you always say, at the end of these podcasts, you never walk alone, don't buy the sun and justice for the 97. Until next time, goodbye.